Well, good morning, my friends. We are uh, completing this week in our study, um, uh, Basic Christianity, and, and using passion, the passion of Christ by uh, John Piper. I hope you're enjoying this. I'm thoroughly enjoying this study, and um, and I'm just loving talking about my Savior and my Lord, as I love to do. But I want to talk to you this morning about what love that God shared with us, what what is the passion of Christ and the resurrection? Let's today, let's talk about God's love for us. Let's go back to the Old Testament. 700 years before Jesus was born, we have a couple of prophecies. One of them, a dual fulfillment prophecy. Uh, it had its fulfillment partially in the Old Testament and then ultimately fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Um, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14 says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be a child and you will... He will give uh, birth to a son. She will give birth to a son, and you will call his name Emmanuel. And we understand that that was fulfilled much later in Christ Emmanuel being God with us. And then we go to another uh, messianic prophecy in uh, chapter 9 of Isaiah, beginning with verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given. You see the dual. Um, purpose there you see the dual uh, characteristics you see uh, a child which is the humanity you see the son which is the divinity wrapped up in Christ and look at this uh, description and the government will be upon his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father prince of peace of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom establishing and withholding it with justice and righteousness from the time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. These two are fulfilled in Matthew chapter 1, beginning with verse 18. We see this is how the birth of Jesus Christ, Christ means Christo, anointed one, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. Joseph was of the lineage in the house of David. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Immaculate Conception, verse 19, because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had a mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, there's the lineage, David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because that which is conceived is in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you will give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill 12 different times. Matthew uses this term in uh, fulfillment of multiple prophecies in Matthew. Uh, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will be with child and you will give birth to a son and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God's with us, a fulfillment of Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. What is the point? The point is that Jesus deserved more, that Jesus deserved better, that God sent his one and only son into the world and the world rejected him. What love that God has for us, what great uh, grace that God extends to us in the way that we treated him for uh, for the gift that he gave and the way we treated his son. Look at John chapter 1, beginning with verse 11. It says, He came to those were which his, were his own, 
but his own did not receive him. Jesus comes to his own, the Jews, and his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. Verse 14, the word became flesh, made his dwelling among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who um, came from the Father, full of grace and truth. God sends this amazing gift. He he sends signs 700 years before Jesus was born. Jesus comes to his own. He's born uh, of a virgin. Um, and he comes exactly as Christ, uh, God said he would come to be the Messiah, to be the deliverer, to be the savior of those who would believe in him. And what do his own do? The ones who should have known better, they reject him. In fact, they reject him to the point of having him crucified on a cross. Was it the will of God? Absolutely. But they were the ones who would bring about the, the will of God in the way they would treat his son. Jesus deserved better. God deserved better. We deserve divine punishment, and we got the great divine sacrifice. Look at Romans chapter 5. Verses uh, 6 through 8, Romans chapter 5, 6 through 8, probably the best description of this um, gift that God gave us. Verse 6, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, we were, uh, the Jews were under the law, the Jews were trying to make good, and they still couldn't get there. Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in the while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Oh, the love of this God, the love that was uh, shown to us when we didn't deserve it. We were unrighteous and we were ungodly, and yet God sent his pure, sinless, wonderful son to die for us, to die in our place so that we might have a life. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 32, it says, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? The way we treated the father and the way we treated the son, there should no, uh, in no way should we receive grace and mercy. But God extended his grace and mercy to us. And in fact, the plan of salvation was put together before the foundation of the world. Look at Ephesians chapter 1. 4 through 8, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with the pleasure of his will. Now look at 6, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves, in Christ. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. Look at this, in accordance with the riches of of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. God just didn't give us Jesus. He lavished on us Jesus. He lavished on us the grace of God. He forgives our sin, but he lavished on us his grace and his mercy. And when did he do that? Before the foundations of the world, knowing full well because he's sovereign, because he's all-knowing, he knew that we would reject him just like John 1 says he came into his own. Jesus came into his own who should have known him, who should have been ready for him, who should have received him. But thank God that they rejected him. Because of that, he came to you and I 
as Gentiles. 2,000 years later, Jesus is still ministering to people. He's still reaching out to people. He's still seeking and saving those who are lost and those who will believe in him. He deserved better and he got us. We deserved punishment and we got him. Oh, this incredible love of God. Let me pray for us. Numbers chapter 6, 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Why? Because he loves you.